You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello, everyone, again. Here we are for Revive Us Now podcast, talking about revival. And I want to talk about the revival that broke out in Israel when John the Baptist was born, when Jesus was born. And that's really what it was. It was a revival of true Judaism, of what to be a Jew was. And uh, it started with the announcement that something had happened. The kingdom of God had broken in to our world and into Judaism and into their religion. And so isn't it interesting that both John the Baptist and Jesus started with the very same message. Now, John the Baptist, of course, expanded it into he needed to announce repentance as a voice leading into the ministry of Jesus. But still, both of them said, this is what's taking place, whether it's John the Baptist doing the baptizing in the River Jordan and announcing repentance and turning away from sin and all that. But the the reason they're doing that and then the reason Jesus is now going to baptize with the Holy Spirit spirit and with fire is because we needed the preparation at that time to get ready for the revival that's going to take place when the kingdom of God is breaking in. And there you go. John the Baptist was the voice. He says, I am a voice. Prepare the way of the Lord. And then once Jesus started his ministry, the day of preparation was over and the kingdom of God had arrived. So John the Baptist Prepare the way of the Lord. Yeah, but he said, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is upon us. The kingdom of God is at hand, so repent. So the reason the people were repenting is not always the reason that people repent today. The reason we should be repenting today, and I would love it if people all over the world would get this message and get it and then start preaching to even new converts, new people say, repent. Why? Why do I need to repent? Well, you need to repent because you've been such a bad person. And, you know, okay, maybe they have been, but that's not what John the Baptist said. You need to repent of your sins. Yeah, but he said repent because there's a new kingdom here and you need to get rid of the bad person so you can now be part of this new kingdom. So it was like they were getting rid of the the repenting of the old person. Yeah, but they were becoming a part of something new. And we kind of leave that behind today. We sort of like get rid of the old and then come join us who were kind of lukewarm anyway. (laughs) You know, it's sort of like come and join our lukewarm church, our sort of backslidden, lukewarm, going nowhere church. And So this was exciting times. This is a revival. The kingdom of God is at hand. And then Jesus did the same thing. He said, the kingdom of God is here. And the translation is really good about this. Sometimes it says it's within you, a little bit weak, because then they started, you know, internalizing it. But it really meant the kingdom of God is within your reach or it's within your grasp. And that's exciting when you can even preach. You can preach that today over and over and over. Just tell the people, whether they're people that have been going to church forever, never gone to church, don't know Jesus, want to be saved and filled now, whatever. The good news is the kingdom of God is within your reach. And so there's a new kingdom, the old kingdom, kingdom of darkness, kingdom of Satan, whatever it is, the kingdom of self, 
Let it go. Repent of living that self-life and now turn and repent now. And, and if you've been going to church for all your life practically and you never got grasped, you never grabbed a hold of that kingdom, well, you need to repent that you never had time for it. You never had interest or you just didn't make room for it or whatever. But now the kingdom is within your grasp. And, and so the interesting thing of through history, you find out that, that the times of preparation were there, and then the time of preparation was over. What an exciting time. And so John the Baptist, he says, prepare the way of the Lord. So obviously up to that time, the time of preparation. But once Jesus was there, the time of preparation was over. And today we live in desperate times. We live in desperate times. And, you know, uh, the world is changing so rapidly. It seems as I look back over the last years, it seems like we've been in preparation. We've had easy church. We've built big churches. We had, you know, churches with huge incomes and, and millions of dollars and lots of sales and radio, Christian radio, Christian TV, T-shirts, everything just growing and growing and growing. And now we've got a new world. It's called anti-religion and anti-God. Of course, that's nothing new. There's always been an antichrist. Some people, they're always looking for the antichrist. I say, what are you talking about? John said, the antichrist is already here. He's always been here. Antichrist has always been here. But he's really kicking up his heels now, isn't he? And so we're in, we're in desperate times as, as the, the powers of darkness are pushing in against, against religion and families and, and wholesomeness and marriage and all those our children, you know, and uh, just honest government, you know. And so, and so as we look at that, the desperate times. So now where are we? We've had all this preparation. Could it be that we are at the point when the day of preparation is over? We don't have time to prepare anymore. It is upon us. And so I think that's, you know, Jesus was born in Bethlehem when he was born because the time of preparation was over. Israel, the Jews, were going to be uh, attacked by Rome. And so they, they, it, it was not, de you know, they were past that time of, of desperation, preparation, and all that. They were in survival. They needed to survive. They needed a savior. They needed a movement of God. And so Jesus came when he had to come. And so I'm, I'm thinking right now, do we need to make a decision you leaders out there, you that have the power to, to move your churches and religion and ministries and evangelism, do you, do you need, or board members even, choir directors, worship leaders, do we need to make a decision that the time of preparation is over and begin to announce, we don't have time to prepare, we need to make our move now and start preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. It is within our reach right now. We need a group right now to stop preparing for revival. And someone must grab a hold of the kingdom of God. Grab hold of revival right now and let the kingdom of God break in into our lives right now. And start saying the kingdom of God's right now. Who will let the kingdom break in right now? We don't have time to start praying that someday, someday. Someday the kingdom's gone. Someday we'll have revival. We don't have time. And we need the kingdom to break in right now. So what does it mean if the kingdom breaks in and, and breaks in? Well, what it really means is the kingdom of God, if the kingdom of God breaks in right now and we get a hold of it and we grasp it, it means that we have grabbed a hold of the future and it's come into our now. 
Because when the kingdom of God comes on the earth, which it will, Jesus will come with, this, with, with the full-blown kingdom and everything will be under his feet, including death. And that will be the resurrection of the dead and all those things. Well, we won't have death, we won't have war, we won't have famine, we won't have any of that, those things. That'll be gone. There won't be sickness, there won't be disease. Well, what happens is, for those who can grasp the kingdom of God, then we get to pull as much of that future, where there isn't any of those things, into our now. And that's why Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out those devils, then the kingdom of God has come near or has come to you. So it's, it's getting as much of that as we can. That's why we can start talking about when somebody gets healed or somebody gets delivered or, or something good happens to them or prosperity. You know, they've been poor and in poverty and all of a sudden their finances start getting better and their mind starts getting better and their emotions get better, their marriage gets better. You know, all those things start happening, which they never had before. That's a sign that a new kingdom, the kingdom, of all that goodness. And it's not the full blown that, you know, the hospitals aren't getting emptied. There's still famine and war in the world. But for those who can grab hold of the kingdom now, they're pulling as much goodness from the future into the now. And that's not so hard to understand because, you know, when you believe that Jesus died on the cross, you weren't there at the cross. You're going back by faith. And pulling on the past into the now. Pulling on the crucifixion into the now and believing and you get saved. And so what you do then, then you take your faith and the kingdom of God and the fullness. You grasp it now and pull it into your life now and get as much healing and deliverance and presence and glory and safety and prosperity and all the, as much goodness as we can get because God's a good God as we can get now. So, you know, we may be at that point. We may be at the point where we're actually passing the point, if we don't hurry, passing the point of revival, and the Church of America may be getting to the point. We may not be there yet, but we're getting to the point of not revival, but survival. So could it be that we need to change our minds and stop giving ourselves that time of preparation. We're getting ready for revival. We're, we're, we're slowly adjusting our minds to think, well, do you think we ought to? Well, I don't know. I kind of like my me time and my TV time and my sports time and all that. Well, we may not have that time. The forces of evil may not give us that time. It may be coming so quickly, as fast as it is coming after, and you, it's going to be hard for you to deny, coming after our children and marriages and lifestyles and pushing and pushing and pushing so hard, even in legislation and government and inflation and uh, taxes and um, just uh, working, how we're working with other nations and setting ourselves up for, uh, for, for downfall with other nations, other nations taking advantage of us. And, and uh, I read about some legislation that's be, being talked about that's going to take away rights from religious groups, just stuff like that. Could it be we're passing the point where we need a move of God? Because, you know, the answer is anybody that comes in contact with the presence of God will change. It'll change. 
It will change. I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, you know, what, do we, what can we do about abortion? Well, there's a lot of legal things that are happening now, great things that are happening now. But you know, one of the things you can do on the local level is, I found this to be true. Anytime a, a, a person is thinking about abortion, if you can get them to be touched by the very hand of God and be touched by the presence of God, they'll change their mind. They'll change their mind. Because the presence of God changes everything. That's why we need a revival. We may be past the day of preparation, and we may be at the day of survival. We, that's why we need to step in to revival right now. Well, hope you got that message, and you'll be praying with me for revival, because we may be at the day of survival. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.